Welcome to the Come and Belong podcast. I'm your host, Brother Zach Coder. Okay, I am so excited to be joined uh, by my good friend Jonah Larson today. We're laughing a little bit because literally we just probably uh, were going like 10 minutes into the podcast and realized I hadn't hit record. So. Yep, yep, yep. In fact, the phone's got them 10 minutes on there. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah, look at that. 10 minutes uh, on, on the recorded Maybe phone. some oh, bloopers geez. or something there. Yeah, there'd be, there'd be some good bloopers. But. Um, anyway, I met Jonah uh, last year in one of my classes and he uh, approached me this last week and said, hey, I think I've got a story I need to share. And so we're really excited. Thank you for joining us today, Jonah. Absolutely. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Excited. Cool. So. Cool. Okay, good. Um, and uh, while we were talking last night, Jonah's like, you know, I, 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 he, I purposely, I asked him, like, I want to be surprised with the rest of the audience on your story. But uh, I heard some of the details and I'm just really excited. I think this will resonate with a lot of people. So again, thanks. But we're going to play a game if that's okay. Yep. yep. Okay, it's, it's, now it's called Mormon Mouthful. And I apologize. I know we're not supposed to use that M word, but um, it was created before that. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, so what we're going to do is we're going to read something. I'm going to have you read on this pink side of the card, okay? And it's going to sound like nonsense, but what it, it, it is actually a nonsensical phrasing of an actual word that's unique to our culture. Right. Okay? Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to time it for a minute and a half, and so we're just going to get as many as you can. I'll hold up the pink side, and on the reverse side, I can actually see the real answer. So yep. when you get it, that'll be a point, and we'll move Sweet. on from there. Okay? So if I beat you this time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, we just practiced, right? Yep. yep. That's embarrassing, dude. Okay. Oh, it's okay. Now I'm going to be nervous. I have to look. Okay, we're definitely recording. Okay, here we go. Ready? One minute and a half begins now. Backhorn, Bob Bean, Gone, the Ape, Reek, Artery. Reek, Artery. You can totally hear when you're saying it. Gone, the Ape. We're going to have to skip that one. Okay. That's okay. a long okay. one. Okay. Rodasho. Oh, this is old school. Like something Ooh. we used to do. Oh, roll it. That's the. Oh, it's from the missionaries, right? I think so. Roll a, roll a dash. Nope. Okay, we'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Hop us, hop us he shin new nailed deans. Hop us he shin new nailed deans. Oh, I'll skip that. These are, these are long these ones. Are, yeah. Chair cheese, store him, you see him. Store him, you see him. Chair cheese. All right, chair cheese. Store him. <laughs> chair cheese, store him. You see him. Oh, we have the next one. Next okay, one. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, wait. I think we had. We did that. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Did we did that one. one. I'll give you a couple more. Wheel, wheel yam, double hue fail ups. It's a person. Double ham, double yam. Or wheel yam. Uh huh. William. Uh huh. Double hue fail ups. William. <sighs> Phelps? Yeah, very good. Okay. Stantine for something. Stand firm something. You totally just said it. Title of a book by Gordon B. Hinckley. Stand, Stanley. It was a, it was one of the uh, youth oh, scriptures. Oh, that's time. That was one of the. Those were tough, man. Those were long Those were a lot long tougher. Long ones. Okay, so that last one, say it again. Is it Stanley and. Standing, standing for something. Oh, standing for something. Okay, you got WW Phelps. Uh okay, this one right here. Read that. Chair cheese, store him, you see him. Church history museum. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Okay. <laughs> Read this one. Read this one. Uh hop us he shin new nailed deans. 
opposition in all things. Okay. 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 That okay. Is Here a we tough go. Tough one. That, those are hard. Backhorn bobbing gone the ape reek artery. <laughs> Popcorn popping on the apricot tree. <laughs> oh my okay, this one was so old, like it's it's not Rodasho. Road show. Like road we show. used to do road shows in the church. You know what? Like, they're still they're doing one are coming they up. Are they? Yeah, for like the old school uh, tabernacle or something. Okay, yeah. Or my mom used to drag us around and we did this whole little goofy um, Weird Al Yankovic rendition of. Anyway, it was ridiculous. <laughs> we had a costumes. We were dressed as French fries. It was ridiculous. But <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry. Let's see. Let's see how I do. Okay, ready on your mark. Whoops. Get set. Go. Maine's harsh for rap beanest. Maine's harsh for for rap beanist. Maine's harsh. Man, search for happiness. Yes. Oh, that was an old one. Uh, choose sifts goat if men need collars. Joseph's coat of many colors. Yes. Okay. 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 Oh wait. Oh, wait oh, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Uh, mint height hen pull. Manti temple. That's cheating. We already did that one. That's good. Oh, that's did good. we do yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I haven't done this one. Lame in his tree. Lame in his tree. Layman history. Layman history. Layman's history. Lay lame in his tree. History. History. Layman. Layman. I don't know. Pass. Pass. That's. I, oh. I didn't recognize that one. So okay. we'll have okay. to talk about it. Uh, there he out. Er block. There he out. Er block. Third block. There he out. Her block. There he out. Her block. You were close. You were close. There he out. Her block. There he out. Her block. Very hour blast. <laughs> I don't know. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Uh, thus ache red, crow hove. <laughs> thus ache red, crow hove. <laughs> thus ache the sacred grove. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, uh, salmon hair, Rick Rad, Jew Haitian. <laughs> what the heck is salmon, salmon hair, Rick Rad, Jew Haitian? Seminary graduation. Yeah. Oh, the buzzer. Which time that was that? Oh, buzzer. little buzzer beat. All right, let's see. Here you Salmon go. hair, Rick Rad hair. Okay. Okay, so I got that one. Seminary graduation. Let's see, this was the, the other one on there. Just read the other one on this. What side. her save Mormon? What Waters of Mormon. Oh, you didn't get to that one, but that, that one. was just. I got the, one. Okay. What were the ones I got here? The, two. the Sacred Grove. There he out, Urblock. It's, it's old by about six years now. Three what? hour block. Oh, I thought I said that. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I got one of theirs. Okay, that's good. Layman history. What was that one? A lay ministry. Oh, lay ministry. N- unpaid ministry. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, yeah, I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah, so okay. Whew, those were tough. Those were tough ones. All those right. are like, I think those other ones, man, they're like, man. yeah, it's just a warm up. Yeah, okay, yeah. Those other ones were a warm up because we got a lot better. But thanks, man, for playing. Yeah, it's kind of goofy, but just kind of breaking the ice with our audience and with each other. But uh, Jonah, once again, I'm glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about you before you break into your story. Um. Well, um, I am a goofball. I do love to take things seriously when it's required, but pretty much only when it's required. I think you can always have some fun. And love it. People love laughs and seriousness. I love skateboarding, uh, riding my bike, playing with my dog. Music's one of my favorite things in what the world. What kind of dog do you have? I got a little dachshund. Okay, yeah, cool. She's about 10. She, uh, she did go paralyzed earlier this year from her back oh, half. Oh, shoot. But she has recovered about 80%. Okay. So she can walk, and it's really fun to watch because she's all wobbly in the back end, and <laughs> she kind of dances when she walks. But That's so cute. At least she can walk. So. Oh, that's a good point. 
That's awesome. I was at really quick. I was at the gym this morning and this lady was there and she brought her little puppy, like two month old puppy. Aww. And it was like everyone in the gym was like, oh, and the, the trainers were like, <laughs> maybe we should bring puppies more often. Y'all are like lifting heavier weights and maybe it's the <laughs> serotonin. I don't know. Anyway. Well, Jonah, I'm glad you're here. Um, you know what? Why don't you just begin? Tell us a little bit about uh, why we're here today, like what uh, your, your journey and your story. Thanks so, I mean, my, my story is it's a long story, but um, it's my whole life. But it is uh, a story that the conversion started before my conversion to the gospel started before I knew it started. And okay. um, it obviously hasn't ended, but um, there were some very uh, tough things in my life that helped me to gain a testimony of my savior and of my heavenly father and how much they love me and look out for me. So very cool. So if you guys, if you just want me to start then? Yeah, just go ahead. All yeah. right. And so just make sure you get right up next to that microphone. All right. So, um, I, I guess I'd like to start kind of when I just want my hairs to like, I got some <laughs> beard hairs. I don't want to like rub against the mic. You're the good. Whole time, you're good. So. I'll watch and make sure. Um, but yeah, so my, my story, I'd like to start when I was probably about 11 or 12, you know, seventh grade. Okay. You leave elementary school and go to intermediate school, and that world, you get more of the world, you get more kids. and It's a fun um, place, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. So I, I got bullied a lot in school, like mm. a lot, pretty profusely. Um, it didn't start out too bad. Sixth grade was just pretty much normal stuff, but okay. it did get worse. Seventh grade, none of my friends ended up in the same class as me, and we all oh, lost man. touch. A couple of them actually stayed back and did sixth grade over again. I've never talked to them about it, so I don't know why. But, uh, but yeah, seventh grade, I didn't really have many friends. A couple that I'd hang out with, like if I sat next to them or something. But we never talked about nothing. I was alone a lot. I felt alone. Um, it was the time that I discovered music. I got my first uh, smartphone, and it came with its own headphones. And um, I learned to plug in really quickly. It was mm. a good way to shut out the world. Um, and, and I thought maybe going to the middle school would change it, you know, right. new school year, um, you get a, a fresh start. It feels right. like, yeah. um, but unfortunately kids' memories aren't as short as you'd like them to be. And so eighth grade, it kind of continued onward. Um, during this whole time, I did have a brother that was living with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd been on and off drugs for two decades and. Um, his youngest son was staying with him. That was uh, Malachi. He's the, he's the one I'll share. He's my nephew. I love him to death. Um, he was staying with us um, as well. And they, they'd lived in and out of our house for four or five years at a time. And okay. at the time, they were staying in a trailer out back. And um, this it was eighth grade. Um, I do remember this day pretty, pretty heavily. Um, it's okay. a major turning point in my life. Um, you know, I... There was a couple kids that lived on our street that uh, half of us up where I live, we either go to Enterprise or to Dixie. So okay. um, school's a little weird there because everyone's breaks are different. But um, a couple of us had a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went over. My my sister and her husband lived next door to us. And um, we'd spend a lot of time over there. Uh, my nephew just got some new video games for, I don't know if it was for Christmas. But, you know, we'd, we could all play them together. And we were having cool. some fun. But. Um, I went over that day, and my nephew wasn't home. Um, he was, he'd was he already left home and went out with some of our other friends up in the neighborhood and kind of just, uh, you know, just they all went out early in the morning. I wasn't out of bed yet. They stopped by, and I wasn't home. But when I ran by, um, his little sister and one of my other nieces were home alone by themselves. Um, and 
I just asked him, you know, is 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 your brother home? And no, he's 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 out with uh out with everybody else. They they went out to their little fort they'd been making all, you know, after school all the time. And I was like, oh okay. Um, and one of them had mentioned the baby sister was in the other bedroom. Okay. And I went in, and she didn't have any clothes on. She was just in her crib and had nothing on, not a diaper or anything. And she was pretty, you know, upset. You know, babies scream and crying. Can't say she was mad, but you know, well, of course, probably yeah. cold and yeah. Um, so I just asked, you know, is anybody home? She no, uh, dad left probably half hour ago. Uh, so I just went back home to my mom and told her what was going on. And so my mom said, "All right, that's all right. You go do your thing, and I'll just go take the girls and bring them over, and they can hang out um, until their dad gets back." So I decided to uh, go out in the backyard and skateboard. Um, up where I live, I live up in, in Brookside, a pretty rural little country town, so there's not a lot of concrete there. Okay. But we got a, I don't know, 10 foot by 10 foot uh, patch of concrete. Okay, yeah. And I just opened the garage, I put my speaker out there. It's not very often I didn't have my headphones on, so to, to listen to music outside of my own brain was kind of nice for once. Um, plus, I liked it if the neighbors could hear my music. It meant it was <laughs> loud enough. <laughs> uh, anybody oh, you're knows one me. of those. Okay. Jim. Yeah. Right. Anybody knows me knows I'm a loud guy. Uh, <laughs> okay. I get yelled at pretty frequently for that. So, But um, I was just skateboarding, and I'd been out there probably an hour and a half. I, I didn't really care to go ride my bike all over the neighborhood, try to find my friends. It just wasn't uh, – I don't know. There was a lot of squabbles and fights going on, and I was usually the mediator, and – that really sucks. So I just, you know, just avoid that situation if I could. But I was out there and I still remember the song. It was a Green Day song. <laughs> uh, I haven't listened to them for a long time because of this. But um, I heard the gate on the other end of the yard where my sister's house was. There, we were just, you know, we had a little yard between our fences. And okay. Heard that gate open and I saw my brother-in-law come across the yard and he was a uh, he was upset. He was. He's always a happy guy. He still is today. He's a, a really happy dude. And but it was but, odd. That yeah, was something was different. Okay. He was slouched over, glazed eyes, just really upset, like really mad. And uh, you know, I I I found that when people are that way, if you can meet them with a cheerful dis- kind of demeanor, the situation, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, this wasn't one of those times. Um, he got over to the gate. I opened it to meet him and. Um, when I first opened it, he, uh, he just said, he says, I want you to know something. He says, you do not belong in this family. Mm. Why do you think you've never seen a picture of you in your mom's tummy? Why do you think you've never seen any pictures when you were, of your mom being pregnant with you? He says, it's because you don't belong to her. She's not your mom. He's not your dad. You don't belong in this family. And you've made my life a living hell. And now it's time that I do it to you. Yikes. And I was 13 years old at the time. Um, like I said, eighth grade had been going pretty pretty terribly. I'd already gotten in yeah. a couple fights with a couple of kids bugging me. And and all at once, um, my whole life, my, my whole body, it my gut, my heart, my everything, it felt like it just flipped inside of me. Like my whole body was upside down on the inside. And, um, we had a camp trailer out back and my little getaway from the world, um, with, with my brother and his son living at home and, um, my parents and everything, 
my getaway was the roof. I could get from the trailer to the roof and hide underneath some of them trees up that go over our house. And when that happened, I mean, my first thing was... Skate to the roof. Yeah, yeah, get away. And I remember my dad came out of the house when he saw my brother-in-law go by. And um, my brother-in-law just kind of pushed past my dad. My dad comes and goes, you okay? What do you say? And I said, nothing, nothing. And my dad turned around to follow him in the house and... So they uh, they went in the house, and I proceeded to the roof, and it was all of about, it felt to me like it was about three seconds, or not three, sorry, 30 seconds, but my, my mom and dad said it was about five minutes. I mean, when, Right, times, uh, yeah, when you're going through a thing, yeah, times yeah, elastic. And, <laughs> and all I remember, I'm sitting on the roof, I didn't even make it to the spot I hid, I was just on there, just my knees up against my chest at the time I could still do that. But, <laughs> um, I, uh, I remember those days too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I just heard the, we, we had a screen door on the back of the house at the time. And I just heard that thing smack into the wall, like really loud. I thought, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And I, I didn't even hit the trailer. I just went straight from the roof to the grass. There's a little just like to investigate what's happening. Yeah. I, okay. I, I just dropped off and rolled and, and I came to my feet. My my dad and my brother were shirt in hand and getting in a big fight and everything. And um, things were said to my mother um, that were, you know, obviously we're not going to repeat here. But she yeah, should uh, never say to right. somebody. Yeah. And my my dad, as a husband, should stuck up for her and maybe not quite in the the right way, but they did get in a fight. And um, my brother in law stomped off in in anger and you know just just. My dad told him to get lost, and and he did. We were a little bit worried about the situation. It was it was a dangerous situation for yeah. sure. And was he was he angry because your mom had gone over and gotten his kids? Yeah. So I can actually get to that part oh, okay, afterwards. Sorry. But sorry. Um, the worry was that because of his decisions he was making at the time, that my mom was going to try to take his kids from him. Got it. So it was okay. And, and my mom had no intention of that. She sure, for one didn't. That's want. what he's thinking. That the, yeah. And, okay. And she's just like, you know, you've been gone for four and a half hours. I just dressed them and fed them breakfast. I don't care. You can take them back right now, but, well, obviously not now, but if he would have just come and got them, it wouldn't have been a... But things escalated. All right. And, you know, my mom was worried. Um, He was a hunter. We didn't think of anything was going to happen, but, you know, it was was a a situation that she didn't want to escalate. And when I got in the house, she was already on the phone with the the sheriffs. Mm, Okay. Um, and they came and, uh, when they got there, they asked us, I mean, even me at 13 had to fill out a police report and, um, I, I didn't put, I didn't put what he said to me on there. I just put that he was mad at me okay, and angry at me and that he yelled at me, um, right. but I didn't put the comment he had the made comments he made belonging to that. Ex- exactly. Okay. I, I figured in my mind, if I don't address this, it's not real. You know, mm. I don't, I don't, I didn't want no big secret to come. I didn't need my life to fall apart or anything. And it didn't mean I didn't feel the same. I felt upside down still, but I didn't want to have anything confirmed or denied at the time. So yeah, I just told the cops what had happened and then what I had seen after that. And they asked us if uh, we were going to press charges and we're like, no, we don't really want to. We just... You know, we were just worried that things were going to escalate farther, and we just didn't, you know, we just didn't want yeah, that to happen. Trying to defuse the situation by getting the cops out there. So. Exactly, and and the the sheriffs both. The, I remember there was two of them. 
Um, actually, I think four of them might have come, but the f- the first two that arrived were there, and and they said, well, that's okay. The county sheriff's department, as a department, we are allowed to file charges if we feel it's necessary. Um, so they did, and they actually brought him and booked him. And my sister was upset completely. She was going to school at the time and got a call in the middle of her class about what had what happened. Had happened, yeah. Um, but from an outside source that wasn't there, so mm-hmm. she was pretty upset. But um, for the next for the next three weeks, I was upside down completely. Just that because of that thought that there, what he had said just going through your head. Yeah, the feelings. I mean, the more I the more I thought about what he said, the more and more I realized there are no pregnancy photos. There are no photos of the day I was born. There's a couple baby photos, but. Um, but none of like, yeah, the birth and the delivery. Yeah. You know, you see the mom in the bed in her gown still holding the baby and nothing like that. Hmm. And it's, it's not that I, I never thought about it, you know, growing up, you don't think especially, I mean, especially as a, as a kid. Yeah. yeah, And being born in 2000, it's like your whole life's not a documented then. I mean, nowadays if there's less than like 300 photos, you're asking questions, (laughs) but, but. So it never really crossed your mind until he makes that statement, and for th- the three weeks, it's, you're just stewing over it and mulling over it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> totally fine. But yeah, that's that. That was that was it. And you know, I didn't have a sanctuary anymore. Um, home. I there was places I could get away at home, but you know, there was my brother and his son. They caused a lot of contention amongst themselves usually, but um, usually got involved. My nephew was more like my little brother when he was living at home mm-hmm. just because, you know, he's younger. He's my nephew. It's just so we didn't get along all the time. Um, so between not fitting in and just hating life at school uh, and then not being able go, to do. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, there's not really a way to get away from anything. One thing that I learned when I was little, though, my mom told me, she says that you just need to pray. And I said, well, and I, I had stopped and folded my arms. She goes, no, you, you can pray in your head. You don't have to say it aloud. And those words stuck with me. I mean, every time I took a test and I needed some help or was in an uncomfortable position, anyway, you know, I, I started praying Lord, in my yeah. head a lot. So then, obviously, at this point, you're like, okay, well, I got to turn to God. Exactly. Because. And I'd had lots of prayers answered. Um, in fact, some of them were miraculous and... I figured if there's if there's one person who knows the truth, you know, it's got to be him. And um, I was sitting on the bus one day, and I, I felt about the same as I always did. And I was just praying and really upset. Um, I was the last bus stop on the route, always have been. At that point, it was usually about an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, a good right. long time to think. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, mulling things over, and i just been praying and praying and praying. And, and finally, I said, Heavenly Father, I just need to know. Is she my mom? Am I adopted? <laughs> yeah, you know, is is yeah. Sherry is my mom my mom? And in in a a, a personal revelation that came as a, a voice that wasn't my you know inner conscience was just it, it said my name and everybody says Jonah you are seriously asking that question and I just you know what what do you mean like what and the thoughts just kept coming. Of all the things that you've ever done since you were a little kid, she kept you. You know, you're a little turd. You <laughs> speak your mind. You're very uh, right. stubborn. 
Um, I'm an independent person. If I have a way I want to do something and, you know, she took care of you for years, she feeds you, you've already hit puberty and you're eating thousand (laughs) dollars of food a week and teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, uh, you know, it was just, and after all of this, she's kept. Yeah. Right. And not only that, but absolutely loves me. I mean, always there for me, always there to talk. It, It wasn't just the material things, but you know, teaching me the gospel, raising me in the church, um, always, and the Holy know. Ghost is just bringing this to your remembrance, and like, look at all the evidence here that exactly. And and for that point, for the next probably three or four days, um, I was just, I won't say at peace, but there felt like a literal weight had been lifted off of my mm-hmm. shoulders, and just, just you know, yeah. I felt I felt lighter, I guess you could say. Did and you? had you approached your parents about this your mom or your dad about this no um in my mind i thought you know if if i don't approach them about this there's no way that they're gonna know and the sooner that they know the sooner i have to find a confirmative uh, an affirmative answer in my mind i thought because as a 13 year old you don't know what's going to happen i thought maybe they had some sort of agreement that until i find out i'm staying with them and once i find oh. out there's gonna have to be like i have to start oh, meeting to, my yeah. biological parents and, and that's not really something you wanted at that point or? no okay. i i loved where i lived yeah. i loved my friends my family everything so yeah, how long was, did it how long did it take you to to build up the courage to talk to them i actually didn't okay. um they addressed me about it okay how long was that three weeks okay yep so, so that right about that time was, you're saying that prayer on the bus it was about two and a half i think it was about two days after that so okay uh, but yeah, I got off the bus one day and my dad's sitting in the car and my dad's in his seventies now. He was mid sixties at the time. And I was just, I got in the car and he didn't say anything. He's usually, you know, mm. just shoots the day? wind. Yeah, and yeah. He just didn't say nothing. We drove home and it's about a quarter mile to the bus stop. And I got home and my mom's greeting me at the door and she always does that. You know, usually a smile. I put my trumpet yeah. in my bag down and just give her a hug and she'd start talking i walk in the house and she didn't say anything i could i could tell that feeling of when I, my brother-in-law initially told me as soon as i saw her face was back and yeah, something like a, told me trepidation yeah yeah you know it's that uh intuition i guess you could yeah. say okay and she she immediately as soon as my dad closed the door she just says we need to sit down and talk about something um and she had my my big binder out she has one for all of us all of our baby Scrapbook stuff, and, stuff yeah okay. memorabilia from all our school years and stuff and she had it out on the couch and i thought oh great this isn't the conversation i wanted to have today or ever really and she sat me down and she just says jonah we we need to tell you that you are adopted wow and i just kind of looked at him and i said I said, well, I, 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 I kind of knew. And she goes, I, I could kind of tell that you did. Okay. And, and my mom actually did some praying and was given the revelation that she, it was, it was time that she needed to say something. God's timing's miraculous, isn't it? You're praying on the bus two days before this. She's feeling it. Yeah, exactly. And that was, and, and, you know, she made sure to tell me, she says, we we first just want to say by saying you are our son. Hmm. Um, they went through the whole thing. Um, when my biological mother was was pregnant with me, her and her mom actually called my mother and said, I I don't want to take care of another child. She already had two at this time. Um, I don't I, I, I can't afford it. I don't want to take care of another child. Um, we wanted to talk to you first because we feel that you'd be the most suitable to take care of somebody. If you don't, 
we will be putting him up for adoption. And my mom just said, absolutely, mm. you know, without a shadow of a doubt. And so cool. It, it was. And, and that's what she told me. She that's, says, that's a mom right there. Right? Exactly. Yeah, that's and that's what she could say. You're my kid. <laughs> yeah. And she says it was the longest. She, that's this is what she told me. She says, you didn't grow in my belly. Cause I told her what my brother-in-law had said. And she says, well, you didn't grow my belly, but more importantly, you grew in my heart. Um, because they decided that I was going to be their kid probably s- four or five months into the pregnancy, pretty early. Um, my biological father is actually the brother who was living at our house at the time. Okay, that right there. I, we just got to pause because we can't just roll past that. <laughs> the The guy who you've been living with for years and you think is your brother was actually your biological father. Yeah, and and he knew. Obviously, he had to sign the papers when I was born. Um, but, uh, he even told me one time, he says, um, you know, they had split up well before I was uh, not well before I had been conceived, but you know, well before I was born. And he just said, I didn't even know you existed. He says, after we had split up, there's not a day I wasn't, you know, on the influence of some sort of drug or alcohol. Mm. So he just wasn't in the state to take care of it either. Exactly. He wasn't in the state. He didn't, he just wasn't, you know, couldn't carry a job very well. And that's when he told me, he says, when I found out that mom and dad were taking it, he says, I didn't think anything of it. He's like, it was, it was more like a dumb moment. Cause he's like, I couldn't take care of you. And I know for a fact, your mom couldn't have taken care of you. So, so you're going up and your, your mom and dad, it's actually, that's your grandma and grandpa. I mean, <laughs> biologically, yep, right? Yep. Did he, did your, did your real father, your biological brother, your, your brother, <laughs> did he ever want to tell you did you ever have that conversation was he ever like i wanted to tell you but i didn't yeah. And yeah you know he came to school all the time and would eat lunch with me and took me to the skate park and he did those things that my parents couldn't always do because he had a full-time job or a part-time job in town and he, he made that time because he was going to be down there it's about a 30 mile drive so mm. my parents wouldn't just on a whim come down and do that it's a lot of yeah. money but yeah but he uh but yeah we had that conversation um I just said, I said, look, I said, now that, because I said, now that I know, I said, I said, it's not any secrets. I said, did you ever feel like you were being like cut out of the deal or anything? He says, he said, no, he's like, Jonah, out of all of our siblings, he says, I'm the last boy. And then I have two younger sisters. And he said, and I didn't want another son at the time. He goes, Mm. to have a little brother was like the best thing in the world. Dude, that's got to be a lot to unpack. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Tell me how you reconciled that tell me how you came to grips with that and and because that 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 could rock so many people's world it did rock mine um honestly it was my music um i like i said i love rock and roll It, it holds a place in my heart and it's not just because it's loud and fun but i always gravitate towards music and books and everything that have a deeper meaning, a deeper story. Okay. And some of my favorite bands had things that resonated with me highly. It was, you know, there's a lot of rock and roll because most rock bands from the 90s were the dropouts and the deadbeats and the low lifes of high school. You know, they were treated like crap too. So I kind of resonated with them on that level. But then there was one band in particular, uh, Rise Against is what it's called, and they had a lot of songs that dealt with loneliness and with, I mean you know, all sorts of good stuff. And I just, when I would plug in, I learned lots and lots of lessons from that. And a lot of people don't understand this, but you know, I, I don't know if it was obviously might not been from the music, but to 
to use those ideas to come to terms with my life. I felt the spirit when I prayed about that afterwards. It was okay. those things that helped me to hmm. put my emotions in certain places and be able to deal with them. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to say it was easy. It wasn't. My sure. uh, sister and her husband were already thinking about moving at the time. And as soon as that happened, we didn't talk to them for probably four or five months um, at all. And they were getting packed up. And it was about two days before they were headed up to Enterprise to move. And my mom came to me after school again, and she just looked at me and she says, "We need to go and we need to go and tell your brother-in-law that we forgive him." And the funny thing was, is I had felt this the night before. And, and this I, is the brother-in-law I, who who told me told, and caused like, the, you fight don't and, to the fight. Yep. Okay. Um, so I I had said, you know what? I felt the same way, and I said, and I was actually gonna thinking about how I was going to do it. And she said, why don't we just go do it? And we went over and we just walked in the front door and he was standing in their little foyer. They have mm-hmm. little entrance way. And we just walked up to him and gave him a hug and, and said that it's okay. We, we totally forgive you for what happened. And, and we all just had a big ball session right in the middle of their, mm. their entrance way there. And That's beautiful. Yeah. Probably about 10 minutes or so. And, and, uh, I can't say that. I mean, it was a bit of closure. It was, it was probably maybe a little, a little longer than that. Some of the, the timelines are off. It's a long time ago, but, um, I mean, we, we still didn't talk a whole lot. We didn't see each other a whole lot. It took three or four years before everybody came around and the there's he- still, oh, yeah, that healing journey is going to be a while. Yeah. It is. And, and everybody's life was impacted differently. So if you fast forward to today, like, and cause I know that you had said, um, there's still maybe some, you know, it's still, you're still in that healing process, right? And things are still working. Um, where would you say, what, what would, what would be the major lessons you say that this whole experience has taught you? Um, amongst everything. I mean, I think first and foremost, forgiveness. Mm. There was, uh, obviously for a different time, um, there were quite a few bullies that I actually have become really good friends with. Hmm. Some of them that made my life absolutely miserable. A couple of them are some of my really good friends now. Incredible. Um, I have a pretty good relationship with my sister and her husband now. Um, Their kids, we never really, uh, we didn't see their kids for a while afterwards. It didn't really affect our relationship. They were both pretty, they were, well, not both, all three of them. They were all pretty young at the time. But um, I'd have to say also relying on my Heavenly Father, not just, not just taking the situation and making it a bad thing and ruining myself over it. My mom, my mother had taught me all about the gospel growing up. And I understood that if I wasn't adopted, I mean, at the time that this was happening, my oldest brother, my oldest biological brother was having his first kid and he wasn't out of high school yet. Mm. And not to say he's not a great guy. He is. I love him to death. If he, Casey ever hears this, but um, you know, that, that is a tough thing to have to do. Yeah. And when I recognized that, I just recognized my life would be a complete 180 or at least probably just a complete totally different. Yeah. And all of the blessings I'd had and all the love and everything and knowing my, about the gospel and having my testimony, I wouldn't have had any of it if it wouldn't have been for that phone call that day when I was three months old in the womb. Yeah. And I love that perspective that you can take you can look at that and, and where some people would again that would be like devastating but you're just like you know what i right my, i mean i know god has a plan and 
the funny thing is, is I look just like all the rest of my siblings. All of my genetics match my my adopted parents almost to a T. Like I'm almost more like their child than I am their grandchild. And my mom always says, because they lived in California before they moved to Enterprise, and then we they moved to Brookside, but they always, you know, my dad and my mom kept asking each other, you know, why did we come here? Why did we come here? And now you. You're yeah, reason, my mom Jonah. said, <laughs> she, she looked at my dad probably a year ago, and he said, why did we ever have to leave California? Because they left for a job. He ended up, the company decided to go a different route after sure. they moved us out here. Sure. And so he's he left lost wondering, like, this is a weird place to end up of right. all places. Right, and he's like, you know, why did we come out here? Why are we here? What was the reason? And my mom says, we had to come to get Jonah because my biological parents would have never met and I would have never been conceived. I would have never been born. I never would have been adopted. Um, and perspective, man. And it was, the you know, all the power of prayer and, and being able to depend on God from the lessons that I learned. Hmm. Um, it, it shot my testimony and my reliance on god way past what it would have been That's otherwise awesome. so i love it jonah thank you That's you're welcome inspiring for those who are listening i hope that um you hear a message of hope and that uh i mean you're the second person we've interviewed who uh, has an adoption story uh, and in some cases some similarities right some some choices were made that weren't the greatest and and i just love that perspective that uh no amount of trial or tribulation or heartache um, can sink you lower than the power of Christ to save. And so that's awesome. And I just, I loved, I love, I love the adoption story because that's, that's our story, right? We're adopted in, yeah, you can say we're adopted into the house of Israel, but that's just that love story, right? That, that what makes a true parent is. Exactly. Is yeah. same thing. Kind of like most of my best friends in this world are more like my brothers than my friends. And yeah, it's because family's not just, blood deep yeah yeah um it's i I think love runs deeper than blood or runs thicker than blood i guess i don't know if i'm saying that i know there's a term (laughs) like that but that's what i like is is love's love's stronger than just a a blood connection well jonah thank you so much for joining us today i really appreciate your testimony i i love your story i love you i love what all of this has made you so really appreciate you man thank you i appreciate it it was great to be on today so okay we'll see you later absolutely see you guys later Thanks for joining us today, and I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is not affiliated with nor endorsed as an official production of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All words and opinions expressed by participants are solely their own and do not reflect official doctrine of the church. 